Hello and welcome to Encountering God Ministries with Salvatore and Sarah. I'm your host. And what we're doing is just to let you know and let you be aware, uh, we have a website. It's called EncounteringGodMinistries.org. We have blogs. We have other stuff that uh, that we do on there. We have some some really, really good uh, materials. You know, like I said, we're doing this blog. And the blog has everything to do with, um, <clears throat> literally, it just has everything to do with with our lives and to encourage us through the different times and seasons. The Bible says uh, that we, you know, about the tribe of Issachar, how they were uh, the tribe of Israel that understood the signs of the times. And that's what we're kind of geared to, to, to encourage you, to build you up from Isaiah chapter 35, um, also from Isaiah chapter 61 and other scriptures that talk really about us drawing closer to the Lord. And that's really what our goal is. So I want to thank you for joining me today and enjoy the podcast. Today I want to carry on with um, with this whole thing uh, in Song of Songs chapter 2. And, and we're getting into a part that's very deep for me. Okay, it's very deep. Uh, it's, um, for me, it just, it just goes a, a, to a deeper place. And, um, and it means a lot to me, and I spent a lot of time in this section of Song of Songs. So if you'll just bear with me here for just a minute. So if you go to verse uh, 10, we'll start with verse 10, and then we'll read on, and then we'll, we'll go as far as we can today, okay? So he says here, uh, the one I love, she says to him, the one I love calls to me. So she's stopping talking to everybody else, and she says, it's almost like a hold on. The one that I love is calling to me. Really good. And then he says, Arise, my dearest. Hurry, my darling. Come away with me. I have come, as you have asked, to draw you to my heart and lead you out. For now is the time, my beautiful one. And um, and as we talked a lot about that yesterday, now is the time. I believe that many of us, many, many of, of those listening are call, talking about uh, coming before the Lord, and, and they're just um, asking him to come. And this is that time. This is the moment. Uh, he says, he says, the time has come. I love it. I have come as you asked uh, to draw you to my heart and lead you out, for now is the time, my beautiful one. Hi, Brandon. And, and it's like God is saying that this is the time. This is the time to break out. This is the time to rise up. This is the time to be who God has called us to be. And it's so good that we that we can do this. So he says this in verse 11, the season has changed. The bondage of your barren winter is ended and the season of hiding is over and gone. The rains have soaked the earth and left it bright with blossoming flowers. The season for singing and pruning the vines has arrived. I hear the cooing of doves in our land, filling the air with songs to awaken you and guide you forth. Can you not discern this new day of destiny breaking forth around you? The early signs of my purposes and plans are bursting forth. The budding vines of new life are now blooming everywhere. The fragrance of their flowers whispers. There is change in the air. I love that. Arise, my love, my beautiful companion, and run with me to the higher place. For now is the time to arise and come away with me. For you are my dove hidden in the split open rock. 
It is I who took you and hid you up on high, in the secret stairway of the sky. Let me see your radiant face and hear your sweet voice. How beautiful your eyes of worship and lovely your voice in prayer. Okay, so we're going to stop there because I know we're not going to get much further than that, okay? Um, well, thank you, Nicole. I, uh, it's actually from Israel, and uh, it's one of those talits, um, you know, that uh, that I'm wearing now. It's like it's really cool. I love it. Anyway, um, it's not a wool one. It's a, it's a silk one, but it's still cool. Um, so here we go. So now I want to talk about this thing that the season has changed. Uh, you know, it, it, it's become a Christian ease term where we talk about seasons, you know, the seasons of the soul and, and all that. But it's but it's an actual truth. There's no other word that you can you can do it. Some people are in springtime. Some people um, some people are in springtime. Some people are in winter. Some people are in fall. Uh, you know, so it, it, it's like it just depends on what season that you are in. And um, and then so when you think about it, that, that God is, is saying to us, hey, listen, you know, listen, listen to what I'm saying right now. The season has changed. OK, um, and I want to talk about this barren winter for just a moment, if I can. This barren winter is different than a regular winter. Winter is cold, you know, and I was talking to a farmer when I was in Europe and and asking him what do they do, what do farmers do in the wintertime, what do they do in the different seasons. And, uh, and and you can get that on my blog, and I talked about spring on the last one, but, I, but today we're going to talk about the winter. Um, remember in Genesis 8, the last verse, he says, as long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night, will not cease. And so you're always going to have a change uh, in, in everything. Sometimes it's a paradigm shift. It's a it's a shift of 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 um, the atmosphere shifts. Sometimes it's a shift in your heart. Um, but here it is: a lot of people today, especially in the um, in in the Western world, are going through a very very um, winter type season. Um, you know, and and I don't want to be flipping about it, but it's it's like some of us have, are are self inflicting, putting us in there. Others have been in there because, you know, there's something in their heart and the Lord is, is, um, uh, the Lord's doing something in their heart and, and it's just a time to shut down. Um, knowing that, that sometimes you're hidden in the, in the hidden, in the inner recesses of the Lord and that's fine. You can be hidden in those recesses and it's okay because God is always doing something. Remember, it was the Lord. It was the Holy Spirit that led Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted. Okay, now temptation is not sin. It's it's what you do with that temptation that's that you know that that can be a sin or a victory, and and sin actually just means like missing the mark, and not and not uh, being correct. So you can miss the mark even in a religious sense. You can be doing something for God, um, but you you're doing it for the wrong reasons. It's the same thing. Uh, it, it, it would be the, the same kind of um, ending, I guess, would be, the, would be the term. So let's go on. It says the bondage of your barren winter. This barren winter is something that you have to look at. The barren winter is different than a regular winter. The barren winter is something that has gone over, you know, it's over and above. Hi, Linda. And... Um, and, 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 and it goes over and beyond what it normally looks like. Um, 
the uh, normal winter, you're in the you're in the shop, you're repairing your equipment, you're doing what needs to be done in your equipment, and and, and you're fixing and you're repairing, and all this stuff, and you're and you're doing what you need to do to get it done. Uh, like um, <clears throat> you know, you're you're fixing your hoe, you're you're sharpening your tools for the springtime when it comes. You sometimes you, you have to go and get some of the harvest to be able to eat later on, and um, you know, and, and so that's in your thing. But a barren winter is different. A barren winter is so cold. I don't know um, if you've ever watched the um, the TV show uh, Little House on the Prairie. They talked about the long cold winter was one of the was one of the scenarios, and it was this uh, winter where they had uh, so much snow and the snow was above the um, the snow was above the garage uh, of the barn and they had to have a rope that they attached uh, as they dug through to make sure that they can get back and forth to the barn to get the food and stuff but they couldn't do any repairs because it was too cold the blizzards kept coming and coming and coming that would be considered a barren winter in our lives it's like a winter where nothing is i mean like everything is falling apart around you that would be a barren winter. And, uh, and and it's like, no matter what you do, you just feel like the heavens are brass and, and God's not listening to you. Um, your prayers are bouncing off the ceiling. Uh, you feel like uh, not, not, even, <clears throat> not even encouraging words from people uh, uh, build you up. And, and, and God is just doing something. He, he's, he's looking at you and he's saying, hey, listen, this is the time. Now I had a long, long barren winter for, for about two years. Um, back in 2018, 17 and 18, and into some of 19. And um, it lasted for about two years. Or sorry, it lasted, yeah, this barren winter I had. And everything I did, you know, even if I was praying for people, um, I just, you know, there, there were times when I felt God's presence that was really good. But most of the time when I was by myself, I wasn't feeling anything. It just felt like I was going through motions. That's what it's like in a barren winter. And, and, and it's like, you have to understand that even that season comes to an end. God does not do his things where he, he just leaves you in these places. There's a reason why you're there. And God is always in those seasons. And he's always in every season of your life. He's, he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. That's what the Bible says. And I, and I love that. So he says the bondage of your barren winter is ended. There's always a bondage that goes with barrenness. You know, when you're talking about barrenness to, to an Israelite uh, back in the day, it's like it was, a, it was a shame. It was a curse. It was, it was that there's, there's no reason to really live. And God is saying, no, 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 no. What, what you got to do is this, this barrenness is over. He says in Isaiah, I think it's 55, he says, oh, everyone who thirsts, come and drink. If you have no money, come and buy and eat. And, um, and, and and we have to see that this bondage is over with. Your bondage is over with. I'm proclaiming to the captive today, those of you who are feeling in bondage, that you have put yourselves in, I, I'm declaring to you today that you are free. I'm declaring your freedom. If you're in a prison, like you've done something wrong, somebody put you into captivity, but you put yourself into prison. I'm, I'm, I'm declaring today that that barrenness, that winter is over, that, that, that you are free once again from Isaiah 61. And he says, the season of hiding is over and gone. In your barren winter, you're always hiding. You're hiding from the Lord. You're hiding from people. You just want to be alone. And God does never wants us to just to be alone. 
This season of hiding is over. Your season of hiding is gone. So good. You know, sometimes there, there are seasons when you're, when, you're, when you're hiding when the Lord hides you. And there are other seasons when, 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 when you're being hidden, like things, just circumstances, situations, divorce, uh, bankruptcy, um, pain, sickness, all that stuff comes and it makes you uh, uh, go into hiding for the shame. I'm telling you that that's over and gone. And the rains have soaked the earth. This rain speaks of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. This rain speaks of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Okay? And he's soaking the earth. The bride is being refreshed. And the bride is being refreshed. She's being prepared to, to, to take hold of the groom and to go out with him to move out of where she was into where she's supposed to be. Jesus is good. The rains have soaked the earth. You know, it's like, um, it's like I remember in Latvia, especially when, uh, when, when, when it was winter, it would get really, really cold for a long time in the winter. And, uh, and the ground would, would be frozen. And um, rains would come and, and they wouldn't soak the earth. What they would do is just run off because the ice... And the dirt was so hard, but eventually the dirt started to soften as it got a little bit warmer. And they took their plows and they started to turn the ground. The ground was still cold. The ground was still frozen, but they turned it. And the rains came and it soaked the earth and it made it ready to be planted in. And what's happening to you right now is that God is turning your earth. He's turning your ground. He's, he's, he's turning the dirt and he's turning it upside down so he can plant the seeds and so that there can be air. It's like these, the, it aerates it. I never knew what worms did. I guess they, they aerate the ground. Gophers, they aerate the ground. You know, I mean, yeah, I mean, they meet some of the crop, but, but you're, you're talking about the aerated, they keep the, they keep the ground with air in it because you need water, you need oxygen uh, in there to help it grow. And, and he says that these rains have soaked the earth and the rains come and they just soak it. And there's so much water in it. And then you plant your seeds and then all of a sudden it starts to grow. You know, you got to understand that if you plant in harvest time, you're not going to get much. In fact, it may just die. If you try to plant in the wintertime, it's not going to grow. If you try to plant during gestation period in the summertime, it's going to burn out and die. You have to make sure. You, you have to make sure it's right. He says here, um, he left it bright with blossoming flowers. The rains have soaked the earth. The Holy Spirit's come. He is soaking the earth and he leaves it bright with blossoming flowers singing. Uh, the season for singing and pruning the vines has arrived. This whole part about, about the bright and the, um, yeah, this whole part about, about the blossoming flowers is that, uh, you know, you're, you're like a bud. Have you, I don't know if you've ever been in a meadow after a, a spring rain, but the meadow after a spring rain is incredible. The fragrance is incredible. And God's ready to pour out his fragrance through you. If you'll just let him, let him soak you, let him, let him overwhelm you with love. Let him come to you and, and, and overwhelm you with how much he loves you. Let the Holy Spirit overwhelm you so that you are no longer your own, but you're his. Yeah. And then you're going to make an impact in, in the atmospheres that you walk into. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm going to talk about this just a little bit. And like um, sometimes when you go into the store, did you ever notice that when you go into some stores, all of a sudden you're you're really cool on the outside, but then you walk in and there's just chaos, there's anxiety. You know, that may not necessarily be you. That could very well be the atmosphere of what you're walking into. That could very well be the atmosphere of what you're walking into. And you have to realize that it's not you. And then you just come with an opposite spirit. You come with that spirit of peace. That's what a blossoming flower does. It comes with the spirit of peace. It comes in the opposite spirit. That's why he's soaking you. That's why he's filling you. That's why there are, you know, even if I can say, even that the hair stands up on edge of your body, you know, you're just like, all oh, your hair stand up. That's the presence of the Holy Spirit. And when you walk in, you carry that and you have every permission to change the atmosphere that you're in. I remember that woman, uh, and I was reading it in Mark 15, uh, sorry, Mark 14, where, uh, where, where she came and she broke the alabaster jar. It was like 300 days uh, wages that she had, and, and she broke it before him. And some of the people were indignant about this. Look at all the waste. She poured out what she had on Jesus. When you pour out what you have on Jesus, it's never a waste. He multiplies it. But that fragrance changed the atmosphere. And, and the religious spirit came out. And then Jesus looked at those that were worried about the poor. And let's, let's go with the air quotes. Uh, those folks who worried about the poor. And he looked at them and said, you know, don't, don't do this. This is not what it's supposed to be. What she's doing is for me. And she's preparing me for my burial. And what she did is going to be talked about at every aspect when the gospel is preached. What she did is going to be talked about. I think we're going to end it there, but I felt like I felt like you just need to know that 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 the you need to allow the Holy Spirit. You need to allow the Holy Spirit right now to come upon you and to fill you with his presence. Allow the Holy Spirit to soak your ground. Allow the Holy Spirit to soak you and to take a hold of you and embrace you through this time. You may be discouraged. You may be encouraged. But I'm here to say that this is a season of hope. It's not a season of defeat. The Lord is revealing the political spirit. The Lord is revealing the religious spirit. And this is not a time for despair. This is the time for hope. We can enter in. You know, that's what I loved so much about talking with Jessica uh, Gilstrap yesterday in, 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 this, in, in, our, um, in our interview is that, is that she always brings this word of hope. And she doesn't just say, oh, just be hopeful. She gives us a way out and what to do. And I appreciate that so much about her. You know, you can look on my Facebook page from yesterday, Encountering God Ministries or, uh, or the Salvatore Thomas and Sarah um, Facebook page and get that and get that from yesterday but see you have to get this man you got to come into the Holy Spirit you got to get into the Word of God you got to read the Bible and I'm not talking about 
reading the whole Bible in a day. I'm talking about reading it until something sticks out and meditating on it so that it becomes part of your very being. Like I said, I spent 16 months in an eight-chapter book. There's a lot of meditation that goes on in there, and I learned so much from that. And you can too. I'm going to stop there. I, I just kind of feel like I just need to stop there. Um, I've been I've been asking the Lord about um, about later on today, just doing a ministry time. Um, I'm going to let you know if I do that. But um, you know, I just don't know. I don't have a clear word. I'm going to wait to hear what He has to say about that. But I want you to hold your hands out right now, just like this. And I want to pray for you. If you're watching right now, uh, or if you're watching later. Just hold your hands out. Lord, I just pray that you would turn it around. I pray, God, that you would turn it around right now. Jesus, turn it around. That thing, turn it around. The discouragement, turn it around. The, 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 the wondering, turn it around. God, I pray for the sick. I pray for, pray, pray for those that are sick right now. They're just not feeling well. They're, they're, so to speak, under the weather. I'm praying, God, that you would heal them. Those people who are in the hospital right now, heal them by the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Pray for hope. I pray for each one that's watching Pray for each one that's watching, whether they're watching right now or watching later. I speak hope, hope, hope. God loves you. It's all about hope. Hope. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, I'll, I'll post if I'm going to do something live later with a ministry time, you know, words of knowledge and stuff. I just don't know yet. But um, but just hang on. I'll, I'll post it if I'm going to do it. Um, and if not, you can watch later when you see it. And then uh, the same things happen. God is not locked in a time and space. Amen. Well, anyway, God bless you guys. Thank you so much for, for hanging in there, for watching, for listening. And I, and I just pray a blessing upon you. Um, again, <clears throat> my book is called Song of Songs, A 50-Day Journey into the Heart of God. It's a devotional that you can go through for 50 days. It's, gonna, it's supposed to take your heart from broken, despairing, into wholeness and new life. You can get it on Amazon.com. You can get it at BarnesandNoble.com. Or you can, uh, I have 10 left here. So if you want one, you can email me uh, at TomAndSarahMinistries at gmail.com. Um, and then we'll just go from there. Uh, I'll tell you how you, can, how you can pay for it and you can exchange addresses and all that stuff. So anyway, God bless you guys. Have a great day. Enjoy. Go to my website, EncounteringGodMinistries.org. Uh, you can go to my uh, my Facebook page, which is Salvatore T. and Sarah, and you can see some things on my YouTube page. Go ahead and subscribe uh, and all that. Well, anyway, God bless you guys. Have a great day. We'll talk to you next time.